There'll be no work done today in Sydney. A million of us are on the move, swarming into the streets like bees in the sun. No. Weird. Australia. New Weird Australia on FBI 94.5 or if you're listening online at fbiradio.com. And there we heard from uh, Wiltra Fry, uh, otherwise known as Panai. 
Sydney producer, and uh, a track from him called Tiny Aeroplanes Weave Around the Trunks of Great Pines. And that's taken from uh, his most recent release called Lying Under Moribund Waves. And uh, by uh, Strange Quirk, we have uh, Will with us in the studio tonight. How are you, Will? What a coincidence. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Will. I'm Will. Um, now, uh, Panai is uh, a project that... Um, I guess has been, uh, from what I can tell, um, reasonably prolific in terms of the amount of work um, that you've released over the last couple of years. But before we get into that, I guess um, let's take take a bit of a rewind into um, when you first started making music a, a, a while ago, yeah. uh, which wasn't, uh, in a, I guess, in a, in a similar vein, because you're from from what I read, it was a bit more influenced by a sort of uh, more kind of grunge or kind of goth aesthetic. Would that be right? Yeah, that, that's 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 right. And uh, and when you say prolific, I mean I was definitely a, a lot more prolific in the in the early days. But once uh, people started paying attention to the uh, sort of stuff I was doing, it became much more considered after mm-hmm. that. So uh, looking back on the on the older stuff now, it's kind of oh, you know I wish I'd have done that a little bit differently but it has a, uh, it has a pulling back a little bit and you pulling, mean yeah i mean i think uh, especially the, the the first the first thing that i that i, that I uh, released was um you know i was just having fun you know i was experimenting with a lot of different things and stuff and i, I didn't realize that um you know uh, a f- you know a few people would uh, sort of pay attention to it and and i thought oh god you know it'd just be amongst friends but uh turned out a little differently thanks to the internet and so um the stuff that was kind of pre pre panai um am, am i right in saying that also there was a kind of uh element of that w- that was a bit more kind of pure singer songwriter as well i mean would that be fair yeah yeah absolutely uh i i went through a big kind of uh just acoustic guitar and voice uh in the image of uh in the shadow of nick drake uh you know trying to trying to do that that mm. sort of thing and uh once i kind of invested in a, some more kind of high tech Gear, I kind of uh, discovered the the joys of synths and uh, and sampling uh, drums and and stuff like that, and uh, I haven't really looked back since then. Um, yeah, but I've I've been trying to reconcile the two as well, so I haven't mm. completely let go of the uh, of the folk roots. Either. And yeah. was there, was there something particular, um, whether kind of artists or, or influences? I mean, obviously, um, having the kind of uh, means of production in terms of getting, you know, uh, getting bringing new equipment into the mix changes, of course, uh, the potential output of the sound. But were you listening to to other sort of uh, artists that that also maybe influenced that sort of shift a little bit as well? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, I'd be lying if I said it all came from uh, within me. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, through friends. In particular, you know, they they helped me to kind of expand my uh, my musical tastes, and uh, and and they um, kind of seeped in there, and uh, you know, I, I got into more kind of um, DIY kind of electronic uh, bedroom type stuff, and um, I thought, you know, wow, I, you know, I, this is I'm I'm really getting something out of this, and I, you know, I'd like to kind of try and incorporate that into my music myself if I can, and uh, yeah, so I mean, I I, I expanded. Uh, beyond just just an acoustic guitar, were there particular artists that you know were at the kind of top of the tree in terms of uh, yeah, I mean that time. Yeah, yeah. The the, the gateway was definitely a, a band called uh, Black Moth Super Rainbow, but um, yeah, maybe more well known bands like Boards of Canada or Aphex Twin. I mean, I, f- I find that music a little sterile these days. But you know, back in uh, you know a couple of years ago, uh, you know, I found it you know amazing. Uh, mm. Uh, you know, just the, the the tones and all that sort of stuff connected with me. Uh, you know, just as much as sort of raw acoustic guitar strings. Mm. Um, so 
yeah, I, I, you know, my eyes were open to how intimate um, electronic music could be as well as um, just acoustic mm. music. Yeah. Because it's interesting because, you know, there's for, for some musicians, you know, there's the um, uh, uh, some electronic musicians, you know, if they start their practice just purely using electronic equipment, whether that's laptops, samplers, keyboards and so on, sometimes there's a struggle to... Um, uh, bring more organic elements or incorporate organic elements in that. But I guess you're coming at it from, from the different direction. And so, um, you know, there's probably less of a struggle because you're yeah. coming from a, a kind of compositional uh, framework in terms of writing songs on the yeah, guitar. And, and, uh, yeah, and I, I agree. And, uh, you know, I think the whole analog uh, thing, you know, trying to keep things organic, as you said, is, is, is becoming um, a bit... Um, uh, it's becoming a bit a bit too sort of fashionable these days. So it's you know, like a trick. Ha- yeah. having you know yeah. having to have like a vintage keyboard and having to have sort of vintage, you know, everything. You know, anything vintage is is cool. And uh, and I think I think that's starting to become a bit of a, a parody of itself mm. these days. Um, I very, mean, from what I've, from what I've noticed anyway. You know, um, people and, think that and they very can, quickly it seems as well. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, well, well, the music world moves so quickly these days. It's uh, it's hard to can be hard to keep up. I mean, it's, it's yeah. what, what's interesting about it, I, I think, um, from, uh, from, from listening to your material, because, you know, I, I first came across it um, earlier this year, and, um, you know, we got you on, on New World Australia Volume 6, but you've been away um, studying in Japan, which we'll come to in a sec, but um, I was really keen to kind of get you on the show, because I think it feels like, you know, you're you're in your bedroom making music, um, you know, influenced by selling, you know, um, being connected online. But um, you're kind of making music that, that now there's a lot of other people, um, you know, potentially selling overseas in the States or making music that is reminiscent and similar to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are very few people here. In, in Australia, I think um, making this, particularly the sort of sounds that, that we're talking about here. Um, do you feel like you're um, uh, either isolated geographically but somehow connected online? I mean, do, you, do you feel there's a sort of uh, more of a kinship with people perhaps outside of Australia? Or? Well, exactly. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, the, the, the beauty of the internet is, is, that, is that connection and, and being able to feel uh, close to, uh, to kindred uh, musical spirits overseas. I mean, but I'm also lucky enough to have um, several friends in, in Sydney as well that also share uh, my musical tastes, and I'm sure there are far, far more people out there as well you know i don't move in very large circles so uh you know i probably only know you know 20 or 30 people in total you know mm. you know a, you know beyond sort of an acquaintance anyway so yeah well look um let's um talk about some of those people uh in a second but we'll, we'll take something else from me this is uh some some new material that you, you brought in um tell us about this track we're going to hear now um which is called flipper uh flipper gazer. flipper gazer yeah yeah oh well this is actually a, a track i made in uh tokyo and it was uh, i didn't have my guitar with me at the time so i was moving more towards uh synths and uh and drums and uh yeah cool yeah well, we'll check it out <laughs>
Australia on FBI and uh, I'm Stu Buchanan and uh, joined in the studio tonight by uh, Will Trefry, uh, otherwise known as Panai. And uh, we heard a couple of tracks uh, by Will. We uh, started with uh, Flipper Gazer and there, that one uh, called Animatronic Wolf in a Fiberglass Forest. Um, and that's a collaboration with uh, Jasper Rice and uh, the name of the collaboration is Bristles on the Carapace, the EP Eat the Moss and Bound Away. Um, tell us, uh, Will, about this uh, Bristles on a Carapace project that uh, that you, you have with Jasper. How did how did that come about? Have you guys been friends for a while? Yeah, um, he'd, he'd he'd be one of my oldest friends and uh, definitely really crucial in my my own uh, musical development. So uh, yeah, it just seemed only only right that we uh, put our brains together and uh, and see what came out. And you know, is it, that, that's the result of our combined sort of musical fantasies. <laughs> I read somewhere that you said uh, that um, you know if it hadn't been for him, you'd still be listening to Marlon Manson and, and Colin. That's absolutely right. right? <laughs> yeah, so I was actually going to quite a uh, uh, quite an uppity sort of Catholic school, uh, and then I sort of went to the public system um, in in year ten, um, and I met Jasper. And you know, I remember going up to him and sort of saying, "Oh, you know, what sort of music do you listen to?" Yeah. And you know, I sort of said, "Oh, well, you know, I listen to pretty heavy stuff. You know, I listen to Limp Biscuit." And uh, <laughs> he kind of sniggered and. Uh, <laughs> And it kind of went from there. He, he, uh, I embarked on, uh, well, we both embarked on uh, my musical education and yeah, right. to a lesser extent his. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't manage yeah. to turn him on to Limp Bizkit then? No, no, yeah. I wasn't successful. I tried with Slipknot too. That didn't quite work. <laughs> Although, you know, I mean, it's it's interesting because, you know, you, we mentioned right at the top as well that, you know, some of the stuff that um, maybe you're listening to at the time as well was kind of uh, coming from a kind of goth and punk and kind of grunge angle. You know, but there's a there's, there's an element, certainly through the goth stream of, um, you know, industrial music, which then leads very directly into experimental music. Um, um, and uh, you know, tying into some of the sounds. I mean, certainly when I was <clears throat> when I was growing up, um, you know, I I started life as a. I mean, I've said it many times on the show, so it's no surprise to people listening. I started life as a goth, um, <laughs> and uh, went very quickly into industrial sounds. But that's what got me into um, the kind of more sort of exper- experimental end of stuff. So it's always um, I'm always intrigued as to um, the particular route that people take. But it's actually in some respects no surprise that you know listening to this, whether it's goth stuff or whether it's Marlon. Manson, that that your your ears are definitely attuned to a certain kind of uh, stylistic uh, range of sounds. It might not be ultimately what you're listening to now, but I think it certainly opens us up to alternatives than to what we would normally hear on on Triple M or something like that. Oh, absolutely, you know? absolutely. I mean, you know, even you know, it might it might sound um, strange now, but you know, I remember list, uh, reading Marilyn Manson's lyrics uh, back in in year ten and being sort of deeply affected. I thought, wow, mm. you know, this guy is extremely intelligent, and uh, you know, he's is more than just uh, you know, you know, makeup and and mm. and, and image and, and stuff. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, certainly. And you know, it's it's um, as I say, it it is expanding the mind and kind of allowing you to be open to whatever the next thing is. You know, yeah. that's coming along. Yeah. Um, so um, so so you and Jasper have been been writing um, stuff. This is your second release that that came from as bristles on the carapace. How does that differ from um, the sort of stuff that you would make uh, in, in isolation? And when 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 are you writing stuff for Panay and when are you writing stuff for bristles? Is it purely when the two of you <laughs> together or is there a different sort of process? Um, I, I, think, I think the important role that 
bristles p- plays for me is it, it allows me to to kind of be more um, sp- spontaneous. Uh, Panay is becoming more and more considered as I as I go along, you know. Uh, but uh, for bristles on the carapace, I can kind of just improvise and uh, and and just and, and we can just improvise and just put it out there. Um, so you know, faded uh, suburbs and eat the moss and bound away were. You know, they were both put together in just a couple of days, right. um, so they were they were very quick. You know, uh, you know, just done and then put out mm. there. And but uh, you know, with lying under moribund waves, for instance, you know, I was kind of um, you know agonizing over, you know, is this is this kind of working? And uh, yeah, so it's it, bristles on the carapace is less, it, it, more more fun. Uh, mm. Pan, I kind of started out fun. It's still fun, but uh, getting kind of less fun as I kind of try to put together an album that you know works and flows well and why is that do you think you know less fun and such why is that is that side of um is it the idea of having to put something into a package or is it what's 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 uh, what are you not quite enjoying about that well i think uh i think some musicians really thrive off uh pressure um but um and i i feel musical pressure quite quite easily so uh you know once you know a few just a few people started paying attention to it and telling me that they liked my stuff i, I suddenly thought oh god shit <laughs> shit you know I've, I've i'm i'm you know these people are expecting you know <laughs> this next one to be you know just as good or better or whatever and uh um but you know i've i've, I've tried to move away from that kind of mindset as well mm. and still you know make music that you know i i would like and, mm. and i'm i'm still doing that um mm. but yeah uh bristles on the carabas definitely allows me to uh embrace uh you know my my more kind of spontaneous yeah. uh experimental side no yeah. pressure if you like yeah. no pressure yeah. yeah um now um we heard one track um earlier and we're about to hear another one as well which is uh of a more recent variety but um this was um you you've spent six months outside of sydney um in uh, in tokyo in japan that's right and, yeah. and studying there tell us um what that experience was like um, That's a big question. I appreciate, you know, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, what well, did you? Um, what, what did you come? Now, now that you're back, what have you kind of come away with? Um, well, I've I've come away. Um, I mean, from a. I mean, there, obviously, there are positives and negatives to uh, to any place, but uh, uh, the, the 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 major negative thing that struck me about Tokyo was the uh, how it seems to be a total honeypot, and it really seems to attract uh, the. The kind of the slimy, fat, sort of receding uh, Westerners who right. almost seem like they've been kind of thrown out of their own countries and are kind of living like <laughs> rock stars in uh, Tokyo, and yeah, yeah, uh, it's yeah. and they all want to be friends with you as well when you're there that's as right. well. So it's that that's that's the downside. The upside mm-hmm. is the uh, the food, and uh, the, the you know the culture is just uh, you know totally different uh, to to you know what you would experience here in the states mm-hmm. or you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe in Europe. I mean, I've been to Europe. I'm just kind of guessing, but uh, for sure, yeah, yeah. And how did that? I mean, this, this stuff we're about to hear. How did um, how did Tokyo influence what it was that that you were you were writing at the time? And, yeah, well, um, after uh, after sort of doing uh, Moribund Ways, you know, it had taken quite a lot out of me. So I, I, I was sort of taking it as a as a kind of a break from music. But I found kind of uh, two weeks in, I was kind of itching to make music again, but I didn't bring my guitar with me. Uh, so. I was kind of forced to to use um, kind of synths that were uh, around at the art school because it was connected to a music school at the time and uh, just kind of using what I had there and, uh, you know, through more kind of limited means, I was uh, able to produce something that was uh, more in the uh, electronic direction, I suppose, than... uh, Mm. What had come before. Yeah. What had come before, yeah. Um, All right, well, well, let's hear another track from those sessions. This one's called Lonely Vessel. 
FBI 94.5, Stu Buchanan and New World Australia. And we're in the studio with Sydney producer Panay. Um, we heard um, a couple of tracks there. We heard Lonely Vessel at the top um, and then something called uh, Head Fog Mind Smog taken from a previous release called Along the Way to the Big Top, My Life Just Dissolved. And right there, Staircases Under the Sea from Lying Under Moribund Waves. Right now, though, uh, Wilter Fry is uh, going to play us uh, a live track here on uh, New Weird Australia in the studio. It's Panay. <laughs> a Panay and uh, a live track uh, in the studio uh, thanks for that what was that one called uh, it's called Garden Face Garden Face I should have got that from the lyric <laughs> um, now um, you don't um, I mean uh, we're just uh, having a, a quick chat uh, while we're uh, listening to some music earlier um, in terms of actually playing live as Panay I mean we, we haven't seen much of you in, in, in that yeah. regard um, what's your kind of approach well, I'm feelings very, about it yeah I'm very very much a, a beginner when it comes to uh, to hitting the, the live circuit I've, I've done a, a couple as we spoke about before I've done a couple of uh, low key kind of gigs at a, at a, at a bar called uh, Hot Lips in, in Newtown uh, which is kind of up at the Enmore end right. 
um, and you know there's only about five people there or something like that, so it doesn't really count but um, yeah <laughs> so good. that just it all nothing counts. it all counts yeah, yeah. Um, but um, do you think you're, you might move towards because you mentioned that was sort of uh, still in the uh, uh, more kind of I guess along the lines of what we just heard in a sort of acoustic uh, framework um, yeah, you, yeah. You moving more towards maybe trying to replicate Panay in a broader sense oh, like? I'd love to be able to um, you know put, get the uh, gear to kind of reproduce a more faithful uh, Panay type stuff I mean um you know, I've, I'd, I'd prefer some, you know, some reverb and delay and echo to hide behind. You know, acoustic guitar's way too raw for me. I just feel incredibly <laughs> yeah. nervous when I'm in a live sort of setting doing that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a case of uh, uh, saving a bit of cash and, and getting the amps and the and the microphones mm. and stuff. Yeah. Okay, so it's not a, so it's 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 on the cards. It's just a question of time. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Still a young man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, look. Um, let's um, let's hear another track, and then we'll we'll come back and uh, and uh, have a final chat in a sec. Uh, this one that we're about to hear, also from Lying Under Moribund Waves, is called Octopus Pheromones. <laughs> Thank you. 
FBI 94.5 and we've been listening to Panay Wiltra Fry um, solo producer out of uh, Sydney and uh, a couple of tracks from him back to back both taken from his recent release Lying Under Moribund Waves we heard Octopus Pheromones and that track there Cloud Blood and uh, we've been having a chat to Will uh, in the studio Will thanks very much for coming in tonight oh, it's, it's a pleasure great to have a chat and to, to hear some of the sounds and uh, look forward to um, to hearing more from uh, upcoming material and perhaps even seeing you uh, seeing you live around time before too long um, so um, thanks again yeah, and uh, what are we going to close with tonight you're going to play another little track for us yeah uh, another little acoustic track called uh, Strange Tide off so we can see you and then apologize to your neighbors for frightening no, them no 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 i'll leave these on no, i like them weird australia